Welcome to Other People's Lives. I'm your host, Joe Sanagato. <laughs> I had to burp. Oh, my God. I, you keep it. All right. I don't, you think I care? <laughs> <clears throat> I had to burp. I'm your host, Craig Dybeck. The one who had to burp. That's the host. And today, we will be speaking to someone with OCD. Yeah. Obsessive compulsive disorder. I'm interested in hearing this because or having this conversation rather because i feel like i have little things that i don't know if they're just because i don't want to classify it as ocd and that be like kind of disrespectful in a way but i do have little things about myself oh me too like ocd tendencies yes but i don't know at what point does it become just kind of you know because obviously there's degrees to ocd i think you know some people have you know wild ones that are more you know, out there, they have to like touch a doorknob like five mm, times, like an yeah. exact number every time they leave the door. Like I don't have that, but I do wash my hands like a maniac. Like if you ever see me cook chicken, you're like, yeah, what is wrong with you? My hands are basically dry as hell afterwards because of so- how much soap yeah. I use. It's like out of control. And I always have to check the doorknob when I before I go to sleep, which I guess is like a normal one, but I do it yeah, in a weird way. You check- so like I have to go downstairs and make sure it's locked. Which it seems normal to people. Like, obviously, you're checking your front door before it's locked. But do you, like, know in your head that... you Like, you know it's locked. I know it's locked, but I have to go down and I have to see it every mm. night. I have to. It doesn't matter. I, even if I know... Even if I haven't left the house all day because I'm sick or something... Yeah. I still have to go down and look. Like, I don't know why. Like, I just have to. And even if I, I go down and look at maybe 9 o'clock, I come upstairs and I'm watching TV. If I go to bed even an hour later, I have to go down and see it. Wow. Yeah, it's weird stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I have a lot of that too. Um, well, I think we spoke about this. Didn't you mention something else like uh, about like traffic lights or? Oh, yeah. Is that, is that? Is classify? that? What was it again? So, you know, it's crazy. My sister has this as well. It, when I'm driving and I'm driving towards a green light and in my head for some reason, I'll be like, if I even see the yellow light, it's sort of like a game. If I see the yellow light, then I lose. Or I'm going to have a... Not that I'm going to have a bad day, but it's kind of like something is off today. Mm. Like the energy is off. You know what I mean? Yeah. For whatever reason. And I'll even go out of my way to look through my rear view and see like, it did it turn yellow? You know what I mean? Why would you look back? I feel like once you beat it the first time. I don't know. You <laughs> want to make sure. It's just... It's really weird. And it's wild because I said that and my sister's like, I do that. And then when I said the rear view mirror thing... And she was like, holy fuck, because like she does it too. Wow. It's really strange. Just I don't know anyone else that does that. Genetics. If someone if someone's listening does that as well, I'll be I'll be shocked and sort of thrilled, honestly. <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, but I think uh I do think it's common for people to have those tendencies. So some of mine, for as long as I can remember, if I see like shoes on the ground. So you know, like people if they come into your apartment, they kick their shoes off. Yeah. Or you take your own shoes off. Like if I see one shoe lying on its side, I have to fix it. Like I have to yeah. put it up. Right. I'm like that too. Yeah. Dude, have you seen my remotes on my coffee table? They're in size order at mm-hmm. all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not at, not at all times, but when I notice them and not being like, I'm cool with like, like if I lose a remote, I'm like, whatever, fine. But if I'm like putting them on the table, they have to be in size order. Okay. Okay. They have to. I, I also have one where, this is strange, but if I like spin around for any reason like if i do like a full okay like 360 at some point to like 
I don't know, just anything to like turn around to pick something up or hold a door, like something that makes me do a full spin. Mm -hmm. Then I just feel weird after. Like I almost feel like I need to like spin spin back the other way. Yeah, because I feel like I'm like not the same person (laughs) anymore or this just changed my day completely. I haven't felt that in a while, but that used to be one that would happen a lot. So I'd just see me like spinning on the street trying to like get back to how I started the day. (laughs) See, like I do stuff like that too. I'm just, they're all escaping me at the moment, Mm -hmm. but I do have little things and I'm a crazy fidgeter as well. I'm always like doing something with my hands. Yeah, I always have to be playing with something something or like whatever. I, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I, th- I think it is common though. I and always I- press the, you know, on the steering wheel, a steering wheel, they have the phone buttons where it's like, here's the pick up the phone, here's the hang up the phone. Right, right. I constantly press the hang up phone button because I know it does nothing mm. to the point where when people do call me, I always accidentally hang up on them because I'm <laughs> doing it without even noticing. Okay. I just hang up. Like I always press the button. I don't even know if these things are right. These are just I like don't know. weird. I could tick. feel the need to do that. Yeah, I, I just too, have though. weird ticks sometimes and yeah. I don't know if they're necessarily ocd or anything but i do kind of want to ask and find out <laughs> yeah and i think i mean ocd is uh i'm not gonna say having ocd is common um i don't know but i think it's commonly known and i guess the like textbooky quick definition for anyone who doesn't know is uh just really having obsessive thoughts, uh, like we were saying, like needing to repeat certain behaviors mm-hmm. or having these urges that really eventually you sort of lose control over or they take control of your life and you really can't go about your day without you know doing these certain sort of rituals or having the same thoughts over and over again. Um, but yeah, so well, we obviously got an email from uh someone with ocd and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna go the route of not reading this to really give anything away uh we'll let her share her story because i don't even know the the do you not know i don't i don't i don't know this right yeah don't show me don't show me i I don't want to know i want to find out uh on air so let's give her a call Hey, how's it going? This is Greg and Joe. Hi, how are you? We're good. Um, So I haven't read the email. I don't necessarily know, you know, I I know that you have OCD and I don't know what what it is. So can you explain to me how you found out that you had uh, OCD and what your kind of uh, thing was that you were obsessing over? Yeah, of course. So pretty much over the last five or six years, um, I had gone on a downward spiral. I was, you know, I was progressively washing my hands more and, you know, more detailed about how I was doing it. And I was taking more showers. I was disinfecting surfaces like way more often than necessary. And it got to a point where my dad said, well, Kate, cause it got to a point where I was taking like six or seven showers on like a bad day. Whoa. And yeah. And then like, how do you find the time to take that many showers in a day? Well, you get like really quick about it, but like, you know, yeah, I don't know. It was like, 
for the first little while, it was super time consuming. Um, but then you find a way to just do it real quick. And my showers, like I can take a shower as short as 10 minutes or five minutes, but like um, it does eat out big chunks of your day. Like that's what, uh, that's what one of the signs of OCD is actually is like, if it's eating out big chunks of your day, doing these rituals and stuff, that's like, that's one of the signs that you have it. Hmm. Well, so before we even go deeper into your story, um, you know, from someone who has experienced this, I mean, what is your sort of definition of, you know, OCD? How, how would you describe it to someone who didn't know what it was? Okay. Um, well, OCD is, as you know, obsessive compulsive disorder. So when, when you, for example, mine specifically pertaining to germs, um, so you obsess over something like if you touch a surface that you know isn't absolutely sparkling clean and you don't wash your hands or something, your brain's going to peck at you and be like, oh, you got to wash your hands. You got to wash your hands. You got to wash your hands until you go and you, you fulfill that request that your brain made, right? So it's like pretty much, it's pretty much your body being at the mercy of your brain, if that makes any sense. Like you're you are not in control anymore. Hmm. The disease is. Yeah, that's a, it's definitely an interesting way to put it. See, I'm sort of, I've, I've, I feel like I've developed sort of like a germaphobe type of thing over the years for some reason. Like I wash my, I tell my people, I tell people all the time, I wash my hands like a decent amount every day. Like I never eat like without washing my hands, like no matter where I am, Mm -hmm. like I will not eat if I can't wash my fucking hands. Uh, yeah, no, I've totally heard that on the basement yard so many times. Yeah, I I also like I was just telling Greg, like if I make chicken, I wash my hands like an unbelievable amount of times because I never want to touch chicken. And then I do today today, I was getting something out of the fridge and I had a, a fork in my hand, and it grazed yeah. the side of the inside of the fridge, and I just threw it in the sink. I was like, fuck that. I'll get a different fork. Hmm. Like, I just, I don't know why. Because I was never I like that. I the same thing. Yeah, no, I totally do the same thing. Like, if, um, for example, like, I've got two dogs, right? And if there's, like, a blanket, and I know that they've, like, you know, they've stepped in on, like, a carpet or something that I know isn't clean or something... I won't use that blanket until it's been washed. Like it's, it's weird because you keep track of like, if you're really, if it's really strong, you really just keep track of everything that you cannot come into contact with. And you just know, like you, it doesn't matter if it's been hours, you know, Oh, I can't touch that. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I don't know if it's cause I don't feel I mean, I don't claim to have OCD. I just think I just have like weird nervous tics or whatever. I I don't know how to define it, but uh, I feel like I'm in control. I'm doing it with knowing I'm not doing this because I just don't want to get sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, but, but there are certain other but things that I do. The that term are OCD <laughs> is definitely thrown around. Oh, it was yeah, much. just casually by people. You know, everyone says, "Oh, that's my OCD. Oh, my OCD is kicking in. I have to, you know, do this." But Obviously, 
most of the people who say that don't have OCD. Maybe they have OCD tendencies. Yeah, or they're like, I have to check yeah. my Instagram because I have, like, relax, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay? <laughs> but, you know, for you, I guess starting out, you know, where you kind of said you had that, you know, that tick of or just that feeling in your brain of, you know, wash your hands now, that's dirty. Uh, it's, how did you, how did that sort of develop over time? You know, wh- when did you start realizing, okay, this is, you know, this is more than just, kind of a habit this is you know something bigger well i i kind of realized a little bit that i had it but i didn't really want to admit to it but i think when i first realized that i was getting there was when say my sister who's actually in the room like keeping me company because i'm super nervous oh hi sister Um, (laughs) hi (laughs) 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 she's a huge fan of you guys too um like if she did something and she touched the surface, I would tell her to wash her hands. Mm. If that makes any sense. Like I would try to be in control of her and what she was doing as well. So like I knew at that point that I was getting there, but I didn't realize how bad it was. And then one day I came home from one of my jobs um, and my dad he sat me down and he said something that was really, really, really surprising coming from him because he's so old fashioned. He said, you go to a general practitioner if you think you have diabetes, you go to the hospital if you break your leg. He's like, so why, why wouldn't you go to a psychologist if you think that you have OCD? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So for him to say that, what was he seeing on a daily basis? Like kind of, you know, at its peak, you, you mentioned six to seven showers on a bad day. She said, so how many showers were you like on a good day? Like three to four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, he noticed the showers cause I mean, you know, you don't get away with that many showers and not put a dent yeah. in the water. And parents I was just going to yeah, say, say yeah. like, all right, so you got to start paying for half this water bill if yeah. you're going to be doing this. Exactly. Um, and then he noticed, like, I would have, like, a, you know, like a nail brush. I would have those um, at all the faucets. And I would use that when I was washing my hands just so that I knew I got everything, you know. And it, A nail it brush? Would, I don't know if I know yeah, what that like, is. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. You would know what it is, because you know you probably haven't had a manicure or anything. But like, it's it's something that you use on a manicure just so that you know that you got like everything. Mm. But it's essentially like the head of a toothbrush, but like ten times bigger. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty big. It's, it's a big yeah. fucking brush. <laughs> <laughs> so he started noticing they were taking a bunch of showers. So he's like, "You should go see a psychologist." Did you end up doing that? I did. And what did he so, say? Um, so I went in for an assessment and there was, this is a funny story. I went in for a, an assessment and they put me in this room where they had, what is it called? A two-way mirror? They mm-hmm. can see on the other side. Right. Yeah, they had a two-way mirror and then they had like 20 fucking shirts in there and no two of them were the same. So I was like, okay. Um 20 what? So Shirts? Chairs. Oh, chairs. And, yeah, and <laughs> no two of the chairs were the same. And I'm like, oh, how convenient. That would freak me the <laughs> fuck out. Ah. So you noticed yeah, that right away. Yeah, exactly. 
And so they sat me down. Um, it was just one guy, and he was uh, he was a not a student, but he was doing his uh, practicum. Um, and so he had his observing doctor um, looking on the other side of the glass. And there was also like a classroom of students on the other side of the glass, which Jesus. was really like nerve wracking. It's like in a zoo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so he asked a bunch of questions you know, pretty much about my, my rituals, as you can call them, or like, you know, he was like, what made you notice this? Are there any, like, have you ever, ever had suicidal thoughts? Like, just you where know, does that normal. fit in? I think well, that's just kind I mean, of a question. I like, think, oh. <laughs> um, um, I don't mind talking about it. Like, my grandpa um, actually committed suicide from OCD, and that's why my dad was so, um, what's it called? He was so adamant on having me see a psychologist for this. I had no idea those things coincided at all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, well, I mean, it really takes a toll on your confidence. Like, I've always said growing up, like, I want to have so many kids and stuff. And then as I fell deeper into this disease and, like, once it was finally diagnosed and everything, I was like, do I even want to have kids? Because I don't want to pass this on to them. Is it genetic? Is that proven? And also, I mean, yeah, we had no idea that came out of nowhere. So yeah, I'm very no sorry to hear about oh, that yeah, and bring that no up. Worries. Um, no worries. But yeah, is is that something that is passed on genetically? Well, the thing is, like, my cousin has it, and my cousin has actually like completely distanced himself from the family just because his is so bad, and he he let his go kind of untreated right and so he's living somewhere in europe he doesn't really talk to anybody and like so my cousin had it um has it my grandpa had it and my dad has it a little bit Hmm. but uh he knows when when to like like he's in good control of it and he has been for many years so so i'm assuming it is yeah passed on genetically with your grandfather and your cousin are their compulsions the same is it all kind of related to to germs and staying clean or are they different i don't know much about my grandpa's because my dad doesn't talk about it Hmm. um i'm assuming it had something to do with germs but my cousin's germs you know have you ever seen on tlc they had some documentary where somebody was living in their room yeah that was my cousin. He had everything in there, like a rice cooker, a microwave. Like he was living in his room, and the only time he would come out was to go to the bathroom and take a shower. Wow! So just afraid to yeah. go out into the world because there's germs. Yeah, absolutely. And like it sucks because you know, he's a super bright guy, um, but he he doesn't socialize with anyone just because he he knows that like. When you socialize with people and you have it, it's kind of obvious sometimes. And that takes a toll on your confidence to talk to people. And that really took a toll on his confidence. And so he just he just had to up and leave and be by himself. Wow. So that's mm-hmm. that's really at an extreme level. So now I guess that's, you know, it makes for it leads to sort of isolation in some cases. And then I could see how that. Yeah sort of gets 
depressing when you feel like you're not in control of your own body yeah i even just just looking at it now on the computer i mean a a few different places that i look they they do all list um the how the conditions associated with things like tics anxiety disorder and increased risk of suicide yeah Um, i had no idea yeah no not at all uh wow so that's that really adds another layer um and mm-hmm. I mean, you, you definitely seem like a very upbeat, happy person. Uh, but, you know, is there like, are you living with a certain fear or just kind of knowing that that yeah. is in the family? I mean, you mentioned about, you know, the, the thought about possibly not having kids. I mean, how, I guess basically my question is, you know, how do you uh, kind of plan on controlling this, you know, in the future? Right. Well, I mean, I did change my mind on kids. I still want to have kids, especially now that I've gotten it treated and I know that it can be under control. One thing is I'm going to be on meds for the rest of my life, which kind of sucks. But I mean, if it if it means that I won't have to go back to that point where I am taking seven or eight showers a day and I am not like being antisocial and not doing stuff, um, you know, that that's a small price to pay for that but I was at that point where I did sometimes have suicidal thoughts um uh, sorry um just per like just thinking like oh like if I just ended it now I wouldn't have I'm so sorry (laughs) tough to talk about um thinking like if I just ended it now I wouldn't have to suffer and no one after me would have to suffer and you know it's like uh I haven't had them since I got treated but there was a point where that was in my mind and it was scary yeah that's an incredibly yeah tough thing to deal with how how you know you say you got treated is that just kind of like medication or is there other ways of of treating it well the start of the treatment was I would go in to see my therapist every um, once a week. I think it started at, as once a week. And he started me on the lowest dose of a medication called fluvoxamine. Um, and so he started me at 50 milligrams just so that my body could get used to it. And then every few sessions, he would raise me up 50 milligrams. And now I'm taking the max dose, which is 300 milligrams a day, which isn't much, um, but it is the max dose for OCD. But uh, then the, like, as I was progressing with the meds and everything, the sessions kind of decreased to once every two weeks and once every three weeks. And now I'm not seeing him at all. I'm just, uh, I'm just on meds. Um, and then it's more of just like a, if, if it flares up, I would just have to go see my doctor and get referred to group classes. But it's, uh, it's kind of like a, you work with your doctor to, uh, to get better. And it's, it's a team effort, you know? Yeah. Are there any, um, like, like if you do feel it flaring up, are there certain exercises or I don't know, like 
mantras or almost like rituals you can do, but, you know, kind of healthier rituals, things to kind of counteract the feeling of, you know, needing to say shower multiple times a day. Right. It's kind of like, so the way, like another thing besides the meds and the therapy is um, you go through this thing called exposure therapy, where it's like, for example, me, I hate being in bathrooms, right? I absolutely hate them. Um, But if I feel it flaring up again, I got to go expose myself to that. So I got to go just even stand there for five minutes. Or for example, I don't touch anything that's touched the floor. If I know, like if it's at work or something where I know the floor isn't clean. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing my therapist had me do is he used to have me put my water bottle on the floor in a place that's low traffic. And that was the exposure therapy. So as soon as I can train my brain to, to go and be able to touch something that's been on the floor, even though it's in a low traffic area, you can train your brain to kind of acclimate to the thought of being able to do that stuff. So when it does flare up, um, when it flares up, you just got to go back a few steps and, you know, work on it yourself. And if you're not able to get to where you're supposed to be, then you got to go and, you know, seek the therapy again. So. Wow. That's super interesting. Exposure therapy. That makes sense. That might not be the technical term. I mean, I believed you. So (laughs) you got me sold on it. Uh, but that is very yeah, interesting. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I already I immediately understand that I don't have OCD. If I ever thought maybe I did. I think my thing is more of uh, hypochondria, like where you kind of are, have a fear of like, because my whole thing is I have all these little things that I do. I wash my hands a bunch of times. I, you know, whatever, do all stuff uh, because I have a fear of getting sick. Like that's the mm-hmm. end of it all you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i think that's the difference and i never feel like i'm out of control i feel like i am very much in control of this because i don't want a bad thing to happen to me do you know what i mean yeah so i think that is the difference and uh the weird part is that mine never was because i didn't want to get sick so i'm not i'm not sure why i was so scared of germs and still am in some areas but yeah it's weird well that's what's scary about it too it just it kind of just suddenly presents itself and gets gradually worse and i just imagine it's weird because like you're aware of it i don't know if this is going to make sense but like your mind is aware that your mind is also forcing you to do these things you know what i mean like i understand what you're saying yeah that's uh it's a scary it just it just must be scary to feel like you're losing control in that aspect yeah, and just sort of confusing like right you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i'm aware of this i don't want to do this but i can't not do it right yeah yeah it's weird wow um do you so you mentioned earlier that it's sort of difficult to uh, I guess, like, conceal this or hide it from people? I mean, has it affected your social life or relationships with anyone? Well, I mean, it looking, like, because right now I'm not really seeing anyone, but 
I always think towards when I would be seeing somebody, it would be a weird topic to bring up with them. Like I, I always gauge, like, I don't know how someone's going to react to it. And that's definitely, um, is a deciding factor on like who I do associate with, whether it be like on like friendship or like, you know, dating someone like it just, I, it really just, it makes things interesting, I guess. Um, but another thing is like, I'm not, I used to really not be down to like do stuff that was dirty, like go outside and, um, you know, go to the beach and swim in everybody's piss. <laughs> um, now it's just like, now it's like kind of weird. Cause if I know I'm going to do something dirty, then I'll just like, I don't care. Um, but then as soon as I'm clean, I'm like, I gotta be clean. But, uh, you know, it did sway those things. Also, like, sometimes I, can I tell you a funny story? Of course. I went to a nightclub. It's the one that we always go to. This girl, so the way the bathroom works in the nightclub is, like, it kind of just loops around. So there's no door or anything. So once you're, like, in that loop, you're in the bathroom. And this girl fell down. And I was like, oh, are you okay? And she grabs me by the shoulders. And she's like, I'm <laughs> oh, no. okay. Thanks she touched the floor. And I, yeah. I wanted to fucking kill her. <laughs> Jump into the <laughs> sink and take a shower in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although that and would have probably been bad too. I <laughs> hate bathrooms. Yeah. And I was DD, so I was sober. So I was fully aware that she was like disgusting at that point. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Um, but it like kind of affects those things because like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to the nightclub and, like, hang out with a bunch of drunk people who've been rolling around in the bathroom and, you yeah. know. Yeah, we've all done that. That's rough, man. <laughs> um, wow. Are there any, because um, I'm thinking of, like, some movies, too. Um, like, I don't know if you've seen the movie The Aviator, Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I haven't. No. Uh, yeah. movie's fun oh, that's so good there's a Jack Nicholson movie as good as it gets also a great movie um, is that the one you're referring to as good as it gets I was talking to her oh I mean yeah yeah, yeah. that's the one. Oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah are those or is that a realistic depiction do you think obviously different yeah. from you know your specific case but is it is that yeah. something that you see and you can definitely relate to there's aspects of it where, yeah, that's definitely, like, accurate. And then there's some aspects where it's kind of, you know, either just wrong or exaggerated or, you know, just, like... But at the same time, you gotta you gotta think, like, it's a movie. They want you to understand what's going on. So they gotta really be theatrical about it. But, you mm-hmm. know, for the most part, it is a version of what is true. Right. And like like we said earlier, it just it seems like OCD is something that is just you know overly used or not used the right way. Is that something that frustrates you? Have you ever experienced that where maybe you've even been with friends who just throw around the term loosely, kind of not knowing your situation? Yeah, like my phone battery can't be on forty percent. I have OCD. It's right. like, bitch. Oh my! You don't fucking know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally have, like, heard 
um, people say things like, oh, the blinds are crooked. I'm so OCD. Yeah. And <laughs> you're like, shut the fuck up. No, you're not. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, it's not, you know, I'm willing to joke around about it. Like, you see Howie Mandel, he always jokes around about his OCD. I'm, you know, sometimes I'll throw out a few jokes, too. Like, for example, I'll be like, oh, um, to my sister who's here, I'll be like, oh, can you clean this? And she'll be like, oh, why can't you do it? And I'll just be like, oh, can't. Got that ose. <laughs> <laughs> got that ose. <laughs> yeah, got that ose. And so it's like, it's not all super serious. Like, I, I can take a joke about it, but when someone straight up, like, thinks like, oh, I can't have, you know, I can't have a piece of dust on my floor because I'm so OCD, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, you can. So basically everything that you're going to hear us say at the beginning of the show before we called you. No, to be fair, I did say I don't, I don't like consider it. No, that's true. You know what I mean? Tendencies. Yeah. Tendencies. Yeah. I don't know what to call them. They're just like weird <laughs> things that I do. Um, but so I guess kind of, uh, you know, back on a serious note about, you know, how this could progress. I mean, is there like, how do you approach every day like do you do you live with any fear about it getting worse or developing into something else or do you feel like you kind of have more control over it every day um i feel like you know you're you're really in tune with your body you know when it's gonna be a good day or a bad day like sometimes you just have something that sets you off right away like your dog peeing on your bed my dog (laughs) and you know okay this is gonna be a bad day but like you know you just kind of take it day by day and if you feel yourself falling into a pattern where you are slipping back in your old ways once you've been treated of course um you know you know that it's time to to go back a few steps and fix it so yeah. You feel like currently you have like a pretty good con- control over it. Like, you know, nowadays, how how many showers do you think you're taking a day? I am at one. Nice. On a bad oh. Yeah. Yeah. I and it it didn't take very long. I I think I was seeing my therapist for 7 or 8 months. Um, but he told me that I was the most self-sufficient patient that his clinic has ever seen. Let's go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so right now I'm at one on a, on a good day. So most of my days are good days lately. Um, and then just the most would be two on a bad day, sometimes three on like a really bad day. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So when you have a bad day, though, do you kind of like tell yourself like, all right, so tomorrow I'm definitely only doing one? Or do you kind of have to like, you know, wean back into, you know, a good rhythm? No, the first thing you said, tomorrow is a new day. I'm going to try and go for one. All right. I'm extreme like that, too. Whenever I feel myself fucking up, like doing something, I'm like, all right, tomorrow I'm drastically <laughs> changing my entire life. <laughs> yeah, he's on a new How's diet your, every time I come Every over. other day, new diets. <laughs> every day. How's your intermittent fasting going? I literally, Greg was just talking to me about that, and I was like, I'm over it. I think I just watched him like eat a donut. I, he's, <laughs> First of all, that wasn't a donut. What was Everyone it? relax, okay? It was a coffee cake. I was telling my sister, I was like, oh, we should send them stacks from Canada and see if they 
want to like test them on a vlog or something <laughs> oh Wait, yeah what like snack like oh canadian, snacks. Like yeah, canadian, canadian snacks. stuff oh. yeah that's all joe I mean, it could happen i don't need snacks greg you want to talk about greg's got stuff going on here greg has to eat this every, might be ocd <laughs> yeah greg has to eat every eight minutes otherwise he goes insane like i'm not even kidding there was one day he was in my house and he like i've known greg for a long time but there was one day where he let it shine and like I can tell that it was just like a secret he was never going to bring up. And I just saw it firsthand. And he was freaking out like, oh, man, where's this food? I'm like, dude, relax. <laughs> He's always got a bag of like nuts with him. <laughs> I make my girlfriend carry around like little like granola bars and things for me. Yeah, that's out of control. And, like so the other day I, uh, I went to my friend was like in a play. So we were on the way there. It started soon. But it was like an, the play was an hour and a half. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't have a snack on me just in case. So we like ran in the opposite direction to like find the CVS so I can get these bars. I didn't even eat them. Like I still haven't eaten them, but I just needed them on me to know that just in case. Dude, what are you worried you about? I don't know. <laughs> you should have snuck bread under your seat from Red Lobster, right, Joe? There you go. I don't know what that means. You guys have inside jokes? You know, it's funny. It's kind of weird that she brought that up because you were just talking about Wicked. But the first time I went to go see Wicked, I, I fucking brought all the biscuits from Red Lobster and put them on my chair. Nice. I was crushing them. No, you are literally the reason why I don't blow my brains out at work. Well, that's nice. <laughs> um. But yeah, you might have something wow. going on there, Greg. I'll be honest with you. Because now that I'm really thinking about it, I don't think you could do it. Do what? At like anything, like I don't. What? <laughs> no, I mean like I don't think you could go like four hours without eating. It's a problem. Um, like, do you think you could do that? <sighs> if I'm sleeping. Yeah, but is that like a? Is that like a? Your body feels like. Well, the way he just described bad? it, the way he just described it, he was like, I wasn't hungry, and I just needed to have them. Like, I didn't even eat them. So it'd be one thing if it was like I'm just trying to keep this eating pattern, or I'm just trying to do that. It just sort of the the comfort of having them made him feel better which is kind of it's like also like knowing where the bathroom like, is in yeah. case you gotta pee first of all i'm like that I too think mm -hmm. if it's like if it's more of a peace of mind thing that you know joe might be onto something where you might you might have like just a little you know you know just a like little, a little degree of it <laughs> you know a beep bop <laughs> oh, yeah a little bit i mean <laughs> i if you say so maybe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. Great. This guy's good. <laughs> oh, he's sweating. He is sweating. Is hungry it's hungry in here. Hot? It's, it's just... getting hot in here. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh, anyway, we're interviewing you. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, but on that note, um, what, I guess having been through what you've been through or just, you know, going through what you're going through, because like you said, there's not necessarily a, you know, cure that kind of ends it all forever. Um, you know, what, what would you say to someone, uh, who is going through something similar or someone like me who is discovering that <laughs> maybe, uh, they have something, but yeah, what, you know, what advice would you give, um, to someone who, uh, maybe it's kind of, you know, going through something similar to what you're going through, but maybe hasn't found the help, um, you know, to, to kind of take back control over it yet. 
Right. Um, what I would say is just, you know, don't don't be afraid of being thought of as crazy because chances are your community, like your friends and everything, will accept you and accept, you know, what you're going through. And if you notice signs, um, don't be afraid to seek help for yourself because it's a lot better going through um, going through this with treatment and with help than it is to be going through it with no light at the end of the, the tunnel and just by yourself, you know. So my big tip would just be, you know, be honest with yourself and love yourself because, you know, you you gotta you gotta get through this. You can't live life like this forever. You know. Another tip I would have though for someone who would have someone in like someone that they love notice that they are showing signs of OCD is that you know kind of study what they're doing and don't be afraid to approach them like my dad did for me because it changed my life. Yeah, and you seem to have a good grasp on it now, which is awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. so nice. <laughs> well, thank you for for coming on and talking to us. I really appreciate it. Oh no problem. I really appreciate you calling. No problem. Yeah. No. Th- this was great, and uh, I think it just painted a really realistic. I picture. learned a lot. Yeah, and it's it's something that, like we keep saying, is just used so often. The term is just thrown around so much, but I feel like a lot of people haven't really. Uh, either met anyone who has been through this and just don't understand what the reality of it is. So it was, it was just exactly. super interesting to learn that, you know, you're still someone out there living your life. Uh, but it was just, yeah, just, just a real depiction of what this is. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely not as glamorous as some people portray it to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. I would say good luck, but you don't need that. You got full control over this shit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice talking right, to you. Pleasure talking to you guys. Have a good right. night. Bye. All right. Um, that was dope because, like, that's the first time that I now I know kind of how to explain OCD because I always knew that me saying like, "Oh, I have these OCD things," like I knew I was just being an idiot and bullshitting. Obviously, yeah. you know what I mean. But now I knew I'm there never going to say that again. No, I don't. Well, maybe I will because of, you might have some. Mm, yeah, but um, you really do might have something. I do might have something. Yeah, I don't know what I just <laughs> said. Uh, but the difference is like you're uh, you're out of control. You know what I mean? I do a bunch of weird little things, but I'm in full control over it where I'm do, going out of my way to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But with her, she's saying like, I don't want to necessarily do this shit or there's no like end goal where I feel like I'm dirty or I feel like I need to, you know, I'm afraid of uh, getting sick or something, which germs is directly related to. Right. Uh, it was just like, I don't know why, but I just feel like I have to. And I think that's the difference. You know, when you're kind of out of control and you're like, I don't even know why I'm doing this because I have a why for everything, every little thing, you know, mm-hmm. all the things we talked about with like the washing of the hands, like I don't want to touch raw chicken and then, you know, whatever, or the fourth right, thing you are I still said, doing something that would require you to wash your hands basically. Right. And I, no, but like also there's an end goal. Like I am going out of my way to not do this because I don't want to get sick. 
I, you know, I checked the front door because I don't want someone to fucking break in, obviously. Maybe I checked it too many times, but I wouldn't necessarily... That's just me being in my head. You know what I mean? It's not me being out of control. Like, ugh, I wish I didn't have to go down there and do that all the time. But could, it's not you, an issue. Could, could you not do that tonight? I could. Try it. Just so don't do it tonight. Well, I'm, I'm, I have to because people came in and out today. I'll lock it on the way out. I'll believe you. If you tell me you locked it on the way out, I'll, I'll definitely believe you. Shake on it. All right. I won't check. Okay. Do you have to wash your Just hands? Just to prove that to myself. No. <laughs> All right. Way to make an OCD joke there, Greg. No, sorry. Because it's okay. You can because you have it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun episode. Yeah. But also kind of crazy. I mean, she is. she was awesome. Super positive. Funny. Uh, I love anyone who can just apply humor to their situation yeah i love that which is great but it got pretty serious there like with her grandfather and i had no idea that was that suicide was increased risk of suicide had no idea um just that that's just another fear you're dealing with where you're kind of just like going through life wondering you know is this going to get worse is this going to change is this going to take a serious turn it just uh, like nothing scares me more than like not being in control of my own mind. So like things like this, things like like you look at something like Alzheimer's and just like how devastating yeah. that is, and like that is just so scary to me. Like when you're, well, I guess those are the two opposite things: either your mind taking over or you just kind not of being in not, control. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah, it's it's similar. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, either, it's just both it's, it's so out of, out of your control. Yeah, right. Which which I always found weird, like when people like want to do mushrooms and stuff. Like, oh, dude, you're just not in control. You just see so much. I'm like, dude, why would you ever want to? That do? freaks me out. I, yeah, I I'm like, I could I not even. That. If someone lied to me and told me that I accidentally ate mushrooms, I would lose my mind. <laughs> so funny. Once I was in a, you know, like the bathhouse. Yes. You got to come one day. I'm good. <laughs> it's you want to talk about germs, like a bathhouse. It's like nine thousand degrees. It's like, but this one specifically, it's great. It's like been around since the eighteen hundreds. Like the group of people there. Yeah, there's are, like polio bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's an interesting place. But I went once with uh, with a friend, and there was this guy in there. He called himself the Messiah. He had, like, a long beard. Not Did he work there, or he was just a guy? No, no, he was just a guy. Just... Wait, it was a guy calling himself the Messiah? Yeah, yeah. and he was just, oh, like, God. super philosophical and just getting his sweat on, and he gave us this, um, oh, no. <laughs> like, salt rub that he made himself. Um, he was like, it's olive oil, it's salt. You rub it on your body, and you just feel like amazing with the sweat it's just like it's like a full body cleanse so he convinced us to just take a handful we start rubbing it all over our bodies and then mind you this guy's like 80 years old he's like ripped like long white beard and then he just stares us in the eyes and he's like the lsd will kick in soon stop and just didn't say anything after that and for that moment that brief moment i like my whole body started tingling I started panicking just from that fear of like, I am about to completely lose control. Yeah. Like, did this guy really just drug me in a bathhouse? Yeah. Uh, and then he said like, I'm just joking. But then he again said like, I'm not joking. But then finally said he's joking and there, there was no LSD trip, but 
First it's, of all, him going back and forth with the joke would have drove yeah, me insane, he just, too. Yeah, he wouldn't stop. But because at that point, you could tell me your joke, I'm still not going to believe well, you. Well, that's the thing. He just, like, he mind-fucked us yeah. to just not know. Like, just keep that sliver of doubt in our minds. Moral wow. of the story, uh, old guy comes up to you in a bathhouse <laughs> with a with a rub. <laughs> Maybe just go, hey, no thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really, that's what this that's episode's fucking, about at the end of, of the day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, not having control is a scary thing. Yeah. And, uh, there are a lot of people out there that OCD affects and let's all make an effort to not joke about it a little bit. How about that? Yeah. Even though I, I think we might've on this episode at some point, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's do our best. <laughs> Move, starting, starting now. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Joe Sanigato. And uh, email us. You can go to OPLshow.com slash contact. Send us something if you think it fits for the show and we think it does. We'll schedule some, record it. And uh, yeah, where can they find you, Greg? Find me at Greg Dybeck. Uh, and follow the show at OPL Show on Twitter. And leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Yeah, and that is all. Thanks for listening.